Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for Pastors Ronnie and Zona right now as they're in California. Seeing Zeta and Fred, Lord God. I thank you that their footsteps are ordered of you. And Lord God, we thank you for our pastors. We thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you for their leadership, Lord God. I thank you that they've been called and anointed and appointed for such a time as this, Father God, for to lead this end time church, Omega Church. to deliver the truth of God's word to each and every one of us who have ears to hear. And I pray that we always have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is telling us in the name of Jesus. Thank you that we always have eyes to see in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. I don't don't want to get in just like a real big hurry. We have places to go, but I just... Man, there's just something when you get in the presence of God, you just don't, you just don't want to leave. You don't want to hurry. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm so thankful. So thankful for our pastors. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, 180, y'all can be uh, dismissed. And if there's any junior high and uh, high school age, y'all can be seated. We're gonna get we're gonna get started now. If there's any junior high or high school age kids, uh, we have uh, 180. We have our youth small groups upstairs, and uh, you'll have a lot better time up there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have somewhat of a good time. Good time here. I'm gonna set this out of the way because I'll probably just knock it down. I don't know. Things might get a little wild. <laughs> Glory. I'm so thankful that we're, when, when, past, you know, when I found out pastors were going to be leaving and they said, you and Nita, y'all, y'all are it. I said, okay. And, and, and uh, the series is talking about uh, labor and, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to stay in the flow of that. But I'm like, oh, gosh, what, I can, what can I talk about labor? And then I start getting into it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's so much. You know, because labor, uh, we think of it as being like a bad word sometimes, and we get a bad attitude towards uh, work and, uh, and, you know, just labor in general. But a lot of times I think we get a bad attitude about labor is because we're actually looking at somebody else's labor and work and what they're doing and maybe what they're receiving, and uh, we start comparing where we're at with where they're at. And I talked about that in a Wednesday night service about comparison is a killer. And when we start comparing our, our walk or what God has called us to do or our race, I like to call it what's what the Bible says, it's our race, that we are to run the race that God has set before us. Yes, Not for us to run somebody else's race that they've set before them, okay? And so I think sometimes the comparison can kill our dreams and kill... Uh, 
you know, any endeavors that's going on the inside of us because God has a race for us to run and we don't need to be trying to run somebody else's race and looking at somebody else's uh, things that they have going on or what they're uh, receiving from God. Uh, because whenever we look at that, we can start getting a bad attitude. And actually, we start getting an attitude. I've been this way before. We start getting an attitude because like, we see the things that they have authority over but we don't understand the responsibility that God has given them. Okay, but we want all the authority, but we don't want the responsibility. And the responsibility is labor. Okay, so we're going to get into a little bit about that today. I have a long, I kind of have a long ways to go, so I'm going to try to go, I'm going to try to go fast. And I, and I pray that you're going to be encouraged to look at labor, a total and work a total different way because there's not one of us that are here listening today or listening by live stream or on the internet or whatever that or that can escape labor or work okay I don't care if you say that you're disabled I don't care if you say that you're retired that you know God has work for us to do each and every person has some kind of labor that God has bestowed upon us. Whether there's all kinds of labor. Pastor talked about it last week. There's the labor of love. Uh, there's mental labor. There's physical labor. Uh, Paul, told, uh, Paul told Timothy, I think it was Paul told Timothy, he said, you know, to, uh, to do the work uh, of an evangelist. And so like there's the work of, of ministry. The Bible also talks about that in Ephesians 4, that, that, that the, the fivefold ministry is to equip the saints to do the what? The work of the ministry. And so there's not any of us that can escape the work that God has called us to do or the labor that God's called us to do. We are created, each and every one of us, we are created in the image and likeness of God. We all know that, right? Okay, so if we're created in the image and likeness of God, then we know that God worked and in fact he not only did work, but his word is still working today. It's still creating. Okay, so we know that God's working. So if God, if we're made in the image and likeness of God, then, then we are to have responsibility and take care of the things that God has given us. Is that right? right. Amen. This is all, all going to be good news because I believe that before the end of the morning that you're going to have a total different outlook on work. Now, some of these principles that I'm going to be sharing with you today, I have taken into, I've, I've learned them through experience, okay, with what, uh, what brings success uh, in Nita and I's life, uh, especially with, you know, being self-employed. I mean, there's some, there's some principles and things that you need to, that you need to understand, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to impart those to you today. From the very beginning, God gave Adam and Eve responsibilities that, would that, that they would have to take care of. From the break, we see that in Genesis chapter 1, uh, 26 and 27. Let's go over there real quick. At the very beginning. I may need a bottle of water if somebody could get me a kind of a, not a cold one. I think there's one in, in pastor's office back there. Genesis chapter 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make man in our own image. So whose image are we made in? Made in the image of God. 
according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now that word dominion means authority. And we know that you cannot have any authority unless you have responsibility also. So it can't be separated. Over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Oh, did y'all get that? He created male and female, two genders. Not multiple, multiplied types of genders, male and female. Female. <laughs> And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. And so we see here that God gave them dominion or he gave them authority. And we know that you can't have authority without having responsibility. In the garden, y'all should write that down. There's no, you can't have authority unless you have you have responsibility. There's so many people that they want all the authority, but they don't want the responsibility of doing the work. Okay? In the garden, Adam and Eve, they worked and labored with God. Nita's already mentioned that during the offering, offering time. They worked and they labored with God. But something happened. So in, in the garden, listen to this. In the garden, there was no toy. They were having to do labor, right? Were they having to take care of stuff? Yes. Actually, he told them, thank you, Brother Sonny. They were having to, uh, they were, in fact, God said, you're going to take care of all this stuff. You're going to tend to it. You're going you're gonna to take care of it. Uh, the tree of knowledge and of good and evil, you can't eat of it, but you are to take care of it. Okay, but in the garden, God showed me this. There was no toil in the garden. There was no sorrow in the garden. There was no stress in the garden. There was no anxiety in the garden. Okay? So if we think about work and we start thinking about all these kind of things. We think about stress. We think about physical labor, how it, you know, we sweat and all that. But in the garden, there was none of that. Why? Because they were working with God. God walked with them in the cool of the day. He was there. He was in the garden. They were in his presence all the time. And so the work or the labor that they were having to do did not cause stress. It didn't cause anxiety. It didn't cause sorrow. There was no toil attached to it. Okay? But what happened between Genesis chapter 1 and in Genesis chapter 3? What happened? They disobeyed God, they, they sinned, they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what did God say whenever that they ate of that tree? What did, what did he tell them? He said, the day you eat of that tree, you shall, what, surely die. Now we know that they didn't die physically right away, but what they suffered was a spiritual death because they were separated from the presence of God. Are y'all with me so far? This is going to get real good. So what happened, so sin came into the earth. Now all of a sudden God told them, because of this what happened, that you're going to die, you're going to be uh, separated from me, from my presence. And then what happened? He said, now the work that you do, so the work, the work and the labor, he didn't say you don't have to labor no more. 
So God, they still had the responsibility of taking care of everything that, that God has for them, right? They still had the responsibility, but now they're having to do it separated from the presence of God. And that's the way so many of us, of, of us right now are we, our work and everything that, that we do, it seems hard because we're trying to do it without God. And I know this because I've tried to do that. Every job that I've done, every time that I've tried to preach a message, remember, I, the times I tried to preach a message on, on my own and without God, it was a failure. Or the times I tried to do jobs uh, that, oh, you know what, I got this handled. I don't need to inquire about God about this, about nothing. I got this handled. Those jobs turned into a failure. But every job that I would give to God and allow God to help me with, you know what, those were success. Amen? So this is so good. So they were separated. So what happened was they were separated from the presence of God. And I don't want to do any work separated from the presence of God. And you shouldn't either. You shouldn't go to the grocery store separated from the presence of God. Invite God in on every situation that you're in. Amen? Each and every situation. So they still had the responsibilities, but now they were separated from the presence of God. Toil and sorrow came in, and work and labor became burdensome. The work that I do, let me tell you what, sometimes it can be very physically strenuous. And sometimes I don't know how I'm going to get it done. But you know what? I've determined to be faithful in whatever that, uh, that God has put in my hands. And you know what? If God has put it in my hand, then he said he would help me get it done. Okay, so we're talking about really the title of today's message is the blessing of laboring. The blessing of laboring. I don't even know if that makes any sense or not, but it does to me. <laughs> so toil and sorrow came in after the, the after the sin and toil. I mean, work became burd burdensome and uh, it became it became hard. Okay. In Genesis chapter 3, God said, now that this happened, you're going you're gonna to get all this stuff, but it's going to be by the sweat of your brow. Okay? But God had a plan. Everybody say, God had a plan. God had a plan. First John 3, verse number 8 says this, He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning for this purpose. Why? Because sin came, uh, the devil sinned from the beginning for this purpose. The Son of God was manifested. Was manifested means to make real, to come to life. Was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay, we take that, as, we take that for every area of life, whether it be our finances, whether it be our loved ones being saved, you know, those that are just like our in-laws and outlaws. We say, you know, God came to destroy, the, the, came to destroy those works. You know, the Son of God came that the works of the devil might be destroyed. Well, let me tell you what. This burdensome toiling and sorrow came in by the work of the devil. So if Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, then that means in my labor and in my work, toiling and stress and anxiety Jesus has destroyed the works of the devil. Amen? Amen. <laughs> this makes me happy because sometimes, let me tell you what, the mental stress 
and the physical stress, let me tell you what, now I can just cast all that care over on God. I can take, I'm going to get into this in just a little bit. I can take uh, my abilities, my talents, and, and the gifts that God has given me, and, uh, and then all of a sudden I can, I can relinquish those to God, and then I can depend on his ability and his power to get the job done. Yeah, God gives us gifts and talents, that's for sure. But let me tell you what, he wants to work with us so that your gifts and talents that he's given you can be the most effective in every situation. Is this motivating y'all? Yes. Is it helping us change our outlook on labor and work? Yes. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> labor or work was always designed to be a blessing. It wasn't designed to be a curse because if it was a curse, God never would have gave them Never would have gave them uh, responsibility uh, in the garden. Okay, so, so work and laboring was not a curse. What happened was, is whenever they fell in the garden, then it became burdensome and it became hard. Listen to this. So labor is a work, is a blessing. To be able to work uh, with your hands, whether, I'm not, and I'm talking about any kind of work, whether it be mental, whether it be uh, in an office, whether it be a prayer warrior. I mean, it, 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 we can't leave anybody out, okay? So it's, it's every kind of work. I, I'm going to relate it more of like hands-on stuff because that's what I do. But we need to make sure that it's, that it's broad, okay? So labor and work has always been called to be a blessing. The Bible says for us to... To, uh, for us to work with our hands, doing that which is good so that we may, what? That we may have to give. Okay, so we work so that we may, we, we may have to give. That doesn't mean being extracted from us, okay? Labor, listen to this, and, and, uh, and Stacy was over last night, and we're, she kind of mentioned this a little bit. She didn't have any idea what, what way I was going with the message, but... Listen to this. Labor is the force that gives birth to the promise of God. Labor is the force that gives birth to the promise of God. Okay? Whenever a, a, a wife, a mom is giving birth to her child, what is she doing? She's having contractions. Let me tell you what, there's some of y'all need to get pregnant with the promises of God. Amen? You need to get pregnant with the promises of God. Let the Spirit of God impregnate you with the Word of God so that you have some promises to stand on. And let me tell you what, if you'll keep standing on those promises, it won't, it won't be long. You'll start having contractions, and the force of the contractions, which is labor, is going to help you give birth to the promises of God. And it, that promise is not going to come without some kind of work, without some kind of labor. But God puts His blessing on that labor. He said, I will bless the work of your hands. Yes. Amen. He didn't say I would bless you sluggard. No, in fact, he says, he tells us in Proverbs, he says, uh, he says, look at the uh, sluggard, look at the ants. Okay, look at what they do. They're not lazy in what they do. But if you're lazy and you're a sluggard, then poverty is going to come on you like a bandit. I don't know if that's exactly what it said, but that's the way I'm paraphrasing it. Okay? So we, we, we got to work. There's no, 
blessing, the blessing of God is one of God's vehicles that he uses to get his promises into our life. Amen? I mean, the Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. Okay? So we, we need to be working, and God puts his blessing upon the work of our hands. Listen, Paul, the apostle, yes, he was very involved in ministry and everything that, everything that he, he was doing. Would you say that he had a very huge call upon his life, yeah. the apostle Paul? Yeah. But yet he said, he told him this, he said, look, I labor among you so that I won't be a burden to you yeah. and so that I can teach you how to live. Okay, so, so one of the most important people we see in the word of God, what did he do? He, he worked. He labored among the people so that he wouldn't be a burden to them. Okay? Everybody has some kind of work. I really like that. Labor is the force that gives, uh, that gives birth to the promises of God. Labor is one of the vehicles that God uses to manifest. Listen to this. Labor is one of the vehicles that God uses to manifest himself in our lives. Everything that we do, everything that we put our hands to, we do it as unto the Lord. We are God's representatives. We represent Him in everything that we do, and that includes our work. Whatever kind of work it is, it doesn't matter what it is. We represent Him. And if, and if the work you're doing doesn't represent Him, you better change your work. Okay, I don't know who that was for. That just come up in my spirit. Because there are things, there, there is work that doesn't glorify God. Okay? Everything that we do as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ should and always magnify God and give Him glory. Y'all must be getting this because I'm going pretty fast. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord is the empowerment to prosper. The blessing of the Lord is the empowerment to prosper. It's the blessing of the Lord, you have to look this up in the Word, it's the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich, but adds no sorrow with it. It's the blessing upon the work of our hands, the gifts and the talents that He's placed on the inside of us, it's His blessing on that, that causes us to be rich. I believe that, I believe that every believer uh, in the kingdom of God should have more than enough money. I don't know what the definition of rich is, but in my mind and in my heart, I believe it's to have more than enough to do everything that God has called me to do and have left over. I don't think it's a number. Because if we think it's a number, then we're trying to run somebody else's race. Come on. Let me tell you what, that richness gets down on the inside of here. But I believe we've had, that we need, that we should have more than enough and if it doesn't look like that, then that's the curse. Okay, but we've been redeemed from that curse. We should have more than enough to do everything that God has called us to do. Okay, and then I'm going to say this too. If you're saying, I can't do, man, this, I didn't even think about this. If you're saying, well, I, I, have, I, I have a car note, I have mortgage, I have all these other payments, but let me tell you what, you're making, I've been there before, making good money, but I didn't have any money in my pocket because my, the, my outgo was more than my inflow. Right. Okay? 
If you're saying, well, I don't, I don't have enough to do, to do anything for God. Well, then you need to look at your priorities. Where are, where are your priorities? Let me tell you what. Nita and I have found out you drive some paid-off vehicles, you get a raise. <laughs> Let me tell you what. You can start doing some things for the kingdom of God when you got paid-off car vehicles. Let me tell you what. Vehicle is just a tool to get me to, to, and, to and fro so that I can do the labor that God has called me to do. Amen. And there's no reason that it shouldn't be paid off in Jesus' name. I declare paid off vehicles here at Omega Church. Oh, no man, nothing but to love him. I'm going to tell you what. You say, well, how, how can you get to the point you owe no man? I don't know, but if God said it, then we can do it. That means it's available. <laughs> oh, I'm having fun. Thank you, Jesus. So the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow or grievous toil with it. Most of Deuteronomy 28, we know that as the blessing chapter, right? Most of Deuteronomy chapter 28 is God's blessing over things and areas of our life that he has given us responsibility over. Just go and read it. I'm not, I want, that's your homework. Go read Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's his blessing over the things and areas of our life that he has given us responsibility over. Go check it out. He said in there, in one verse, he said, I will bless the work of your hands. I'll prosper the work of your hands. Amen. Everything God said in the other parts of the word, he said, he said, I will prosper everything that you put your hand to. Okay? If we're putting our hand to something, then that means we're laboring. We're working. Okay? Whether it be, whether God's called us to be a prayer warrior, whether he's called us to be evangelist, whether he's called us to be a builder, whether he's called us to be a computer technician, whatever area of life, God said, I will bless that. Amen? Amen. Remember, the Son of God came to destroy the works of the enemy. Yes. I believe you can have fun doing labor. I enjoy what I'm doing. The time I don't enjoy what I'm doing is whenever I'm trying to produce something uh, out of, on my own. That's when I don't enjoy it. Let me tell you, I have learned to worship while I work. Yeah. Learn to worship while, while you work. If you'll learn to worship, just praise God while you're working, you'll never work a day in your life. God showed me that one day. Even though you're laboring and you're doing work, just like Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were enjoying the presence of God. Let me tell you, it wasn't burdensome, it wasn't toiling, and it wasn't sorrowful. Right. Let me tell you what, I'm looking for days of heaven on earth. Right. Said he blessed the work of our hands. Thank you, Jesus. Now here's some things to consider these are some things that I've learned that I told you about earlier that will help you in every area of your life, whatever you're called to do, whatever talent God has placed on the inside of you. These are things that will help you be successful in everything that you do, okay? Number one, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Be faithful with the little and he'll make you ruler over much. 
Matthew 25, 21 says, uh, y'all know, know that scripture? It says, uh, you be faithful with the little. He, he says, he says he's, let's just go over there. Matthew, I want to read this. Matthew 25. I want to start reading in verse number 21. It says, So he who received the five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you have delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents. His Lord said to him, Well done. What did he say? Well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into... The joy of the Lord. She so said, I make you, you be faithful in the little things, the little things that I give you. Then I'm going to make you ruler over many things. And in other things, when you're faithful with the little things that God puts in your, into your hand, he says, come on and enter into my joy. He says, well done. Enter into my, enter into my joy. There have been... There have been many times that there have been small jobs come into my hand. Small things. Even here in the ministry, there's been small things come, in, come into my hands. Started off in King's Kids. Basically just ushering a long, long time ago. And then before too long, you know what? Because I was faithful in doing that and keeping the chair straight and all that. And uh, I mean, it's been a long process. But he said, if, you make, if, I, if you'll be faithful in the little things, I'll make you ruler over much. There's been little jobs that I've made contracts for, and I was like, man, God, this is not, man, this is not even going to make the bills. But you know what? He says, whatever I put in your hands, do it as unto me, and I'll bless it. And now, the jobs that he puts into my hands, I don't, I, I don't know, I still don't know how we're going to take care of them. But you know what? God knows. But we've been faithful. Neither and I have been faithful. Yes. And the only reason that we can be faithful is because God is always faithful. Amen. Each and every time. And so, if you're faithful in the little things, I mean, it doesn't matter how minute it is. Do not despise the day of small beginnings and do it as unto the Lord. So that's one principle that I've learned. Second principle. Whatever my hand finds to do, do it as unto the Lord. Whatever my hand finds to do, do it as unto the Lord. Does that mean I do everything perfect every time? No, but, but I endeavor to. Okay? So here, here's, here's something for somebody. You say, well, I don't, I don't have the experience or the knowledge in that area, but if God puts it in your hand, then you do it to the best. You listen to God and you do it the best you can, okay? Not, not, never, never have, pastor taught me this a long time ago, never have the attitude of that's good enough. Oh, that's good enough, just go on. Okay? 
Never have that attitude. If you'll have that attitude, even though it may not be perfect, you may not be skilled in that area, area yet. This is what I'm trying to get to. But as God puts things in your hand, do it as unto the Lord, and then before too long, you'll become a master at that job that God has given you. Because it takes practice. Okay? Now, Nina and I, we couldn't afford to practice for nothing. Okay? So, I was getting paid while I was practicing. How many of you like to get paid while you're practicing? Let me tell you what. Listen to God. Take on everything that God puts in your hand and then do it as unto the Lord and he will pay you each and every time. Amen. Amen. I don't know who that's for. You got to quit doing stuff for nothing. Okay? Amen. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard a preacher say the other day, uh, he said, he said, yeah, but you know what? Give me my money. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Daniel. Daniel was preferred among other men in Daniel chapter 6 because he had an excellent spirit. That's one thing that we've been taught here at Omega Church for years, years, and years, and years, is to do everything that we do, do it with excellence. Okay? They were trying to, they were trying to tell lies against Daniel and, and trying to get him... Uh, thrown into the, you know, the lion's den, which they eventually did. But you know what? He was, preferred among, he was preferred among all the men because he had an excellent spirit. And having an excellent, excellent spirit is doing everything that we do as unto the Lord. Okay? If I'm off on any of this, babe, you let me know. <laughs> Number three principle that I've learned. Invite God... By His Spirit to work with you. Work with God always. Work with God. Joseph was successful. He was successful in every area of his life because God was with him. Look that up in the scripture. And you look, you look, you look at the life of Joseph. When he was sold into slavery... The Bible says that he was successful because God was with him. When he was thrown into prison, the Bible says that Joseph was successful in everything he did because God was with him. So what's the protocol being successful? Allowing God to be with you. Amen? Invite him in on every situation. A.W. Tozer said this. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's an old-time theologian. Read some of his books. You will enjoy it very much. He said, How completely satisfying to turn from our limitations to a God who has none. How completely satisfying it is to turn from our limitations to a God who has none. God's not limited. He's not limited by finances. He's not limited by your physical ability to be able to get the work done. He's not limited. Believe me, I have stretched all that. Okay? God showed Nita and I a long time ago whenever we went, started being, uh, when we started uh, doing our business. He said, you're not going to borrow any money. Okay? And I said, well, how are we going to get the jobs done? He said, I'm going to show you how to do the contracts and I'm going to put you in the right contact with the right people 
that are going to be able to, to, they're going to be able to fund their own jobs. That's basically what it is. They're able to fund their own jobs. So now we have, we have had the, I mean, but not much of money. And any time that I have borrowed a little bit of money has all turned to doggy poop. Okay? But every time we listen to God and do what God tells us to do and do the contract the way God tells us to do it, he brought the right customers in, the right clients. And let me tell you what, we, I'm, I, I don't know how God does it, but he does. Amen? Glory to God. Number four, allow God to work with us uh, allowing God to work with us is what I believe Hebrews 11:4 says, labor to enter into his rest. Labor to enter into his rest. Rest, I heard a preacher say this and I totally believe it. Rest is the realm of God. Resting in the finished work of Jesus. That's where we're at. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this. Jesus said this. Says, "Come unto me, all who, all ye who labor and uh, who are heavy and uh, burdened down." And he said, "I will give you rest." So where's the rest come from? It comes from the presence of God. Amen. What Nita was saying earlier about God asked her, "Is it possible?" Did you ask God, or you? He asked you. Yes. He asked her. Said, "Is it possible?" To rest and labor at the same time? And the answer is absolutely yes. An absolute yes. You can rest. You say, well, you don't know where I work at. You don't know everybody that I work around. I've worked in the secular world before. You know what? Had to practice these principles. Had to do everything that I put, that I put my hands to, do it as unto the Lord. Was I criticized? Yes. People going to come against you? Yes, because they're going to start seeing who you represent and that if they're being influenced by a, by a demonic spirit, they're going to start giving you a hard time. And probably they're going, to, they're going to talk to you to the bosses and they're going to try to get you fired and they're going to try to make you look bad because you know why they're trying to make you look bad? Because the favor of God is surrounding you as a shield and it's making ways for you where it seems like there is no way. It's making a seat for you, at the, at, at making a place for you in the presence of your enemies. Let me tell you what, the enemy when they're controlled by that spirit, does not like the favor of God that's going to be on your life. You know what? I don't care. I don't care. I'm highly, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored of God. And you are too. Amen? Don't ever apologize for walking in the favor of God because you know what I heard a pastor say one time? The favor of God is not fair. You say, <laughs> the favor of God's not fair. Maybe you started a job somewhere and all of a sudden you start getting promoted. But there's people that have more tenure there than what you do. They've been there longer. And it, maybe they're up for the promotion. But let me tell you what, when the favor of God is on you, you're going to get the promotion. Yes. Amen? And don't ever, don't ever feel bad about that. Sometimes we can get, uh, we can... Uh, we can feel bad about that sometimes. Don't ever feel bad about it because God wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you because he has one thing on his mind, and that is advancing his kingdom. 
And he knows that you're going to advance the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say favor. Favor. Ain't fair. <laughs> I know it's hard for some of y'all to say that, but because some of y'all, maybe some of y'all been passed up. It's time for y'all to say, no, favor God's on me. I'm not going to get passed up anymore. That's right. Maybe you've been too passive in the things of God and you got passed up. The woman with the issue of blood, she wasn't passive. And she didn't get passed up. Okay. Number five. Allow our labor to become an expression of worship towards God. Allow our labor, the things that God has put into our hands, become an expression of worship towards God. Yes, I've already mentioned that worship while you work. Yeah, you can praise God and you can worship. But no, the things that you're actually doing the things that God has put in your hand, allow that to become an expression of worship. And when that happens, God says what? Well done. Well done. He gets glory in seeing you do well. It glorifies God to see you do well. So everything that we put our hands to is an expression of our worship. If we think about it that way, this is a game changer. Everything that I'm doing, when I'm building or, or I'm doing computer work or I'm praying or I'm doing the work of the ministry, the work of the evangelist, whatever it is, if I do that as an expression of worship towards God, let me tell you what, that's a game changer. Y'all okay with this? I'm almost done. Always have a thankful heart. That's number six. Always have a thankful heart. You say, well, I'm cleaning toilets. Let me tell you, you're being faithful in the little things. You're being faithful in it. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Because the more you're faithful, the more God's going to put in your hand. You will not stay cleaning toilets, I promise you. Amen. Not that cleaning toilets are bad. I did it in college. Can I tell you all this story? In college, <laughs> can I? I can, I can tell it. I think I can tell it. Some of the college stories I can't tell. But this one I can tell. So when I was going to Texas Tech up in Lubbock, uh, I worked at the USDA classing office, USDA cotton classing office. And I worked there at nighttime. And during whenever they were harvesting cotton, that, 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 that facility, it worked 24 hours. And so they're, they're classing cotton. They have to class it in order to give it a grade so that the farmers can get the most profit out of their cotton. Okay? And they, they, would, they would grade it. They would class it. Well, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of women that worked there. I mean a lot. Not very many men. And I was in charge of cleaning the bathrooms. Okay? <laughs> Man, I've got to be careful about this, I guess. <laughs> and so I'd prop the door open. You know, they had to be clean. The men's restroom was, believe it or not, the men's restroom was clean just because there wasn't very many men there. But the women's restroom was a mess. It was terrible all the time. And so I'd prop the door open. And, yeah, i got to watch what I say. And some of them would come in and say, Oh, Trey, you don't have to, 
You don't have to leave out of here. You can just stay in here and clean while I go. To, no, no, thank you. No, I'm getting out of here. But anyway, so, I, so I'm, not, I'm not doing that. No, I, not that I won't do that. Let me tell you, I'm not doing that no more. Okay? I'm telling you, if you don't like where you're at, but God has placed you there, do it with all your heart. Do it as unto the Lord. And do it as worship unto God. And just keep, just keep pressing in there and just being faithful. And let me tell you what, for too long, you'll get raises, you'll get promotions, and you won't be where you're at. Start honoring God with the finances that, that come in through that. You won't stay there. Amen? Laboring is such an important part of our society. As I started getting into this, I'm like, you know, this is one thing that, that, our, that this generation needs to be taught. I don't know if they teach it anymore or not, but whenever I was in ag in high school, they taught me how to, to fill out a resume. They taught me how to, uh, to, how to basically go through a job interview. You know, cut your hair, brush your teeth, you know, iron your clothes. Don't spit on nobody like I just did. You know, but they taught, they taught us how to do that kind of stuff. How to, how to, how to be presentable. And, you know, now, and nowadays it seems like that they're just, you don't, they're, they're just wanting a warm body to fill a spot. Well, they're, they're getting the warm bodies, but those warm bodies that aren't being presentable and don't know how to, don't know how to labor with excellence and do it as unto the Lord, they're just going to stay in the same position where they're at. And God did not call them to stay there. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. If y'all would just stand up. I hope y'all got something today. Amen. I think it's so important that God, is for us to know that work is a blessing. Laboring is a blessing. Laboring gives birth. Labor is the force that gives birth to the promises of God. Say, well, I haven't had the opportunity. This is one of, if I, if I know one thing, this is one thing that Pastor has, has drilled in me, and I know that he's drilled in y'all. Opportunity always comes. And it always comes dressed in work clothes. And some of us are rejecting the opportunity because it's dressed in work clothes. Let me tell you what, there's going to have to be a force. There's a force that is going to help bring forth the promises of God in your life. And one of those, I'm telling you, the main force is going to be through what He puts in your hands and He gives you responsibility for. Hallelujah. Don't belittle the day of small beginnings. You say, well, I can barely make it on that. Whatever you do, honor God with that little. Honor God with that little. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. If everybody just was just like bow their head. None of this matters if you don't know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.
I felt last night as I was going through this, he said, Trey, yeah, pre preach the message. Preach the message that I gave you. And then do the work of the evangelist. Do you know him today? Do you know without a shadow of a doubt that he is your Lord and that you have a personal, intimate relationship with him? Does he call you friend? Is he your father? Is he your Lord? You see, we all want to know him as Savior to save our butt out of the fire. But to know him as Lord, that's a whole nother level. That means he rules over my life. I do what he says to do. I go where he says to go. He leads me, he guides me, and he directs me. My footsteps are ordered of him. Do you know him that way? Do you know him? You see, none of these principles and everything that we talk about, it does you no good if you don't have a personal, intimate relationship with him. In other words, have you asked him to come into your life? Please keep your heads bowed because I don't want anybody looking around. Because what we do, we don't do this for men. We do it for God. Have you been washed? Oh, Jesus. Have you been washed with the blood of the Lamb? Has He cleansed your soul from all unrighteousness, your mind, your will, and emotions? Has, have you been cleansed? Have you been washed with the blood of the Lamb? You see, Brother Trey, I don't know. I don't know. But I would like to know. I want to know. I'm going to ask you to make a very bold step. The Bible says if you'll draw unto God, He'll draw nigh unto you. I want you to just take a real quick step out in the aisle and come right up here because God wants to celebrate you. You say, I don't know. I don't know. You can know today. You can know today that you're a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. Come right on up here. God loves you. Come on, come, y'all come up here real close. Come up here real close. This is so important. God is not mad at y'all. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to come down here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Whomever the Son has set free is free indeed. God loves you. He's not mad at you. God loves you. He's not mad at you. God loves you, Jesus. He's not mad at you. He's not mad at you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much. Thank you, Father. He loves you so much. Thank you, Jesus. 
I want everybody to repeat. Y'all repeat this prayer with me. The prayer doesn't save you. It's, it's what happens internally. It's what happens internally. But I want to pray with you. And, every, and we're all going to join in with you. Say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe you died for me. I believe you took stripes upon your back. I believe you received the crown of thorns. I know they drove nails in your hands and your feet. And they killed you. And you did that all for me. I believe that you died on that cross. You went to the grave. You went into hell. And you took away the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the devil. And you rose again on the third day to justify me. That way I could be in right standing with you. And right now, I declare that your blood that you shed upon the cross, it cleanses me and washes me of any unrighteousness. And right now, because I believe and I have spoken, I know that I am a child of God. I'm born again. I'm saved. And when I leave this body, I'm going to live with you in eternity. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on, church. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices whenever one person repents. Now raise your hands. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, baptize him with power from on high in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way in their life. Lead, guide, and direct them all the days of their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Empower them, Lord, with the very power that raised you from the dead in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> to know you. Paul said, he said, I count everything is done except to know Jesus and the power of his resurrection. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Ushers and, and host team, if y'all would catch them whenever, before they leave today and just give them some information. We're going to get a baptism set up, water baptism. You need to get water baptized in the name of Jesus and have it sealed. Come on up here, babe. Hallelujah. Church, come on. Give them a round of applause again. Let's rejoice with them. Love on them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.